takes pressure off of other things because you go, well, you know, yes, I want to, there are certain things that I do want to do, but it's like, you don't have to necessarily do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was something I was alluding to. You already asked a question and then I was alluding to that. For oh, no, reason. no, that's perfect. <laughs> it's it's totally fine. I just feel like like everything you're saying are the things that go through my mind every fucking day. So yeah. it's like crazy. I get chills because it's like there are other people who feel the same way. And it's like me personally, like I just very easily internalize things instead of speak outwards. And then you just let it build up. And then it's like, a mental breakdown and nobody knows where it yeah. came from. And you're mm-hmm. like, I've been feeling this way for like upwards of a year. Yeah. And I just can't find the words to tell anybody. Cause you're like, I know I've done so much, but at the same time, I feel like I haven't done anything. And I feel like yeah. I have to go here and I have to be here. And like what you said about living in the moment and not living on socials. And it's like, you have to do with that with like your career too of like, Oh, I'm here yeah. in this moment and I'm on the Nike poster and I'm on this and I'm on that. I mean, what was it like? Tell me the, you know, the deal that happened with Nike. Cause that's so fucking cool. I only yeah. saw you like post a tweet about it and I didn't know. And then I was like, damn, she's sponsored yeah. by Nike. Holy shit. It was from, it was from ages ago. Also, like, it's interesting hearing you say that you feel all these things. And I'm like, I haven't never talked to you. So I'm like, you can definitely, anytime you feel like that, just message me. Cause I feel like, especially oh. when there are people that you're like, you, you get this. Like, yeah. you can hear it from your mom. He's like, you are this and you are that. And you're like, yeah, but you don't know, like, yeah, you're not you, a no. DJ, you're not yeah. a label uh, owner, you're not a, you know, yeah. they do, they do know, but like, anyway, but yeah, so, it's different. so Nike was like, um, well, cause I guess I didn't have as much of an American following when this was first coming up. So I, I, like plenty of people don't really know about it, but, um, pretty much it came up because I actually, so like, I don't know, kind of like, I'll give you bits of the story, but pretty much the way it happened was I actually got a show with um, Adidas or you guys call them Adidas, right? Okay. 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 Yes. <laughs> Adidas. So they, they were doing this event and this um, DJ pulled out last minute. And so at the time my agent was like, look, can you play this show? It's like nine hours of UK grime. And I was like, I love grime. So I was oh, like, yes. yes, I'm yes. so down. I'll do it. And I did it. And then from there, um, the guy who was the MC kind of poached me and was like, look, Nike want to do an event. Like, do you mind if I put you in for it? Cause I think you did a great job. And I was like, would love that. Um, and I've always very much resonated with Nike. I've been into sport and fitness since a kid. Like that's yeah. definitely, that's what I thought I was doing as a career, you know? So it's like, and I obviously like, so I still very much resonate with all that. So I played this, gig for them and I remember like even I had to like I was meant to be flying off somewhere change my flights because I was like I just feel like this is really important I feel like I need to be at this event anyway they did this like soccer block party which was like amazing and I met the Nike football team there Nick Atkinson he's an absolute legend and he's like he used to DJ in the UK and like used to like DJ drum and bass which I fucking love and I was like oh my god and so then I was like jumping into grime and drum and bass anyway loved it so then they were getting me to these events, which were mostly like drops for like soccer boots. You know, it was like, okay, material event. It was like a soccer block party. And then this other one, which was inside a store. And like, I got on really well with them because I, we just kind of vibed in terms of music and we vibed in terms of the culture. Like I understood, I played soccer from five years old. So I like really like understood all and, and loved it. So 
I started playing a few events with them and then they had this campaign for the Soccer World Cup, which was essentially they were releasing the kit. Um, but they wanted it not just to be football. They wanted it to kind of be like, you know, jumping into other sort of worlds and areas to be like it's not just about soccer players, you know what yeah. I mean? So they had me a part of that with Peking Duck and Montaigne, who are Australian artists in, in slightly different genres to me. And anyway, so we were part of this campaign. The campaign was like they were doing the release of the um, of the World Cup kit, but it was also like, you know, there was an event which was like the unveiling and all the press were there, but then it was also like they did photo shoots where it was like they used that as their as their release, as their campaign. And for me, especially back then, like, or even now, like, I am terrible in front of a camera. And we had this, like, photo shoot with, like, the photographer from um, Australia's Next Top Model and won't even tell you the story, but he was like, what the fuck is this girl? She does not. I just get so awkward in front of a camera. So I'm like, (laughs) it it was a nightmare. And it was, like, my first real experience in that sense. Like, my photographer has always been, like, my best friend from high school and I'm yeah. already awkward in his photos. So let alone this guy who I'm like, I don't even know you and you're trying to take photos of me. And it was pretty funny because the photo that got approved was like, or that they liked at first was like this one with me with a soccer ball under my foot. And I'm just kind of like this. And they had to, they were like, we can't approve this because you look more like a soccer player than the soccer players in the campaign. Oh. So they used this other one. Anyway, it was really awesome. So we did that whole that whole thing and it was really amazing to see. And then they did another campaign, which was the Women's World Cup. Um, and we did the same thing. We did this whole drop. And, and I was way more comfortable that time when we did the whole photo shoot stuff because I knew everyone there. And I was like, what can you do? You just got to like get into it. And that one was amazing because, well, both of them were because so we have rebel sport here. I don't know what you guys have, which is similar, but it's like the big sports stores that are like, okay. Yeah. I feel like we just have regular, like Nike stores, Adidas stores, like just brand stores. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Yeah. So I pretty much like in all the stores, they had these like giant posters of me, like from what they'd taken from the campaign. And it was just like, it was this incredible experience, um, you know, like obviously like crazy. I didn't necessarily feel like, you know, the whole time you're like, I shouldn't be here. Why am I here? But it was amazing because it's such a big company, but like culturally, like it was really awesome. They have like, I guess these subdivisions and it was just kind of like, they were like, we can't not have you here. You are what we are. We represent each other. You know what I mean? Like you understand us musically, you understand us. It wouldn't make sense to not like have you as part of the campaign, which was like, really amazing experience for that and and they looked after me so well like we had this one event in melbourne that studio master produced and it's like this big pyramid like it was like just this big pyramid in the middle of melbourne right next to the water and it looked incredible and inside it was a, a soccer pitch and i was playing there every night for a week and so then nike football were like okay you have to come to our store to pick up some gear for the week and i'm like this is amazing like okay awesome so I walk in and they're like, cool. So here's your like, I guess, vouchers. So it's for their like, um, their store, their, um, uh, employee store. Right. Okay. So there's like certain things that you get access to. And, um, they gave me this card to be like, this is what you have to pick up. And I read the card and it was like, you cannot walk out of here unless you have minimum, you know, like, 
five t-shirts, five pants, five jackets, three hats, five new pairs of shoes and two complete outfits or something. And I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, like I was a shopping like, spree in your dream shop. Like literally. And I got in there and I'm like picking all this stuff. And I brought my mom and my sister and I was like, you guys pick like whatever you want. Like yeah. my mom picked these like M like vapor max Air Max shoes that she like loved. And everyone's like, you know, it was just like a really yeah. amazing experience. That was so lovely. And just like, I don't know. So supportive and um that but that was real that was that moment where I like told my family I was like once I get home from this event just really sit me down and be like look at this like look at what happened and look at where you are versus where you were you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah um because you have to do that I don't do that enough and um you know it kind of helps you get through that or like kind of helps you realize where you're at you know what I mean because it's it's like what you said before. It's like the second something big is done, you're just on to the next thing. You're on to like, okay, yeah. that's over and done with. Halfway we got through it. it, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, he's I gotta get thing, this done. Know? I gotta get that done. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and it's cool when you get to because it, it's hard sometimes for like I feel like our parents to resonate with like what we really do because they wouldn't like generally like listen to the music or they wouldn't yeah. like do X, Y, and Z. But when you're able to kind of intertwine them in something that they like, like Nike, like this and that. And you're like, damn, like my child is supported to X, Y, and Z to the fact that she's bringing yeah. me in here and they're giving me a voucher because they <laughs> love her. And and I think that's really awesome when you're able to connect with like your parents understanding or knowing something that has to do with your career. And and yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. And that's awesome. Like long-term to have a sponsorship with like such a big company. Mm, yeah they've been really they honestly have been really amazing and yeah you're right in terms of like I don't know bringing your parents into it it's been like a long journey and Mm -hmm. it's been really hard like for my dad it was really hard because he always worried about me and I guess didn't really understand it as well um it's the same thing for my dad same thing yeah Yeah. especially when I started you know I was DJing late nights in small nightclubs in in Sydney so he was he was definitely worried about me and didn't really understand the bigger picture of it Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that my mom necessarily did more so it's just she I guess she had a bit more trust in what I was doing but um, it's funny I think like a few people now like know my mom a little bit because she definitely comes to a couple of my shows um, her and my sister actually came out to the states when I played That's that so cool. tour so anyone who is at um, the Vegas show um my sister and my mom were there like just having an absolute blast so it was yeah so it's really cool when they also get to see that sort of stuff they came to um you know they've been to shows in in Oz from Mm -hmm. dating back from when I first started all the way up until you know some festivals later on so you know it is cool to have them like um experience that and see it and be a part of it I think they're very grounding for me um not that like my family is just like that so I guess I'm I'm more like that but when I say grounding like they're they're really supportive in terms of um you know making sure I'm I'm on top of my health and and I guess my routines and my schedule and they're very like you know I'll tell them plenty of stuff but they it's not that they don't care about that but they're focused on am I looking after myself and and that sort of stuff they don't really worry about if I'm growing as an artist or if I'm earning lots of money, they're just more like they understand how taxing 
this can be and I'm not the type of person like you like as you sort of said I'm not the type of person to really like speak out and and say things and um COVID has been a, a really hard time for that too because I'm I don't know I feel like I've definitely put on a brave face and had my shit together especially for a lot of my friends who you know arguably have been less affected um by all this sort of stuff for the whole time I've kind of been there supporting them and supporting other people and it was hard for me to even say you know just personality wise I'm not this type but it was hard for me to say like hey I I need help you know and I was like I don't even know what that looks like I don't know how you know and um but during this period I've also like it has been incredible in terms of my family and friends like my family and friends are I'm the luckiest person in the world like they are amazing like my you know over over that Christmas period especially which is when I really was like my shows have just been cancelled again and I just Mm -hmm. was so I was so down like the things that they did for me was just incredible And and it had nothing to do with you know what they gave me or where they took me or anything it was all about their time and energy you know the fact that they were thinking about me and they just wanted to be there for me was just like so incredible like incredible for me like it made me feel the safest in the world because I was like it doesn't matter what happens you know it doesn't matter if I fail it doesn't matter if I you know of anything it was just kind of like these people were always Will always, They're always be there, gonna be there. no matter what, yeah. um, which is amazing. It's funny I say this. Literally, I'm looking at this right now. These are some, some flowers that my one of my best friends um, just randomly dropped off yesterday. She dropped it, I guess, for International Women's Day, but it was more just to say, like, I just she wanted to say how much she like appreciated our friendship and knows that I've had you know a hard year this year, and yeah. even my dad, for example. Um, he recently went away. He's had a very stressful year with COVID and he took a, a week away just by himself just to sort of like regroup and came home the other night and there was like a little card on my bed that was from him just saying, I'll like, I'm here whenever you need me sort of thing, which was like, you know, just little things like that is, is like, I don't know. It's really incredible. And I, it's hard for me to talk about it because I feel for those people who, who don't have it or feel that they don't have it. Yeah. I, I sort of believe that anyone who genuinely wants that can have it. Um, it doesn't have to be um, family, as in blood family. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. my family are not related to me. I, I had a lot of family that have, you know, passed away and and things like that quite young. And so it means that you build a family that's not necessarily blood um, relation, but you know, I think it's really important to have that, those genuine friends that are, or that genuine, I guess, family that to support you, especially. And I mean, I think about it as an artist, I think it is so important. I think that holds, you know, like a lot of artists together, but it's not just the artists, it's for everyone, you know, like having that support network and having those people who genuinely empower you to be better every day and to, um, you know, keep pushing and keep going is is super important. It's so Um, important because I feel like you get lost so easily if you don't have those people like grounding you or just there for you. And and just kind of like what you said where I'm just fortunate enough in the position where I know like 
if something is ever wrong or if I'm in a bad place, like I have a group of people that are going to be there. And I just feel like in our scene, there are some people who unfortunately don't have those groups of people or they do and they just don't feel like they want to burden them. And it's kind of like the thing where it's like the person who is saying the least might be hurting the most. So Mm -hmm. it's like you always just have to you know, make sure you're taking care of yourself first, but just be aware of those people that you like hold dear to you and make sure they're okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's really important. Um, like, yeah, sometimes it is the people who don't say anything who who are struggling um, as well, you know? Like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't pay more attention to certain people or anything like that, but just trying to be conscientious with people. I do definitely struggle... Um, I don't know, I guess this is a theme for me where I, I feel like I struggle to convey things necessarily on social media. In person, is a completely different story. You know, I love mm-hmm. talking to people. I love connecting with people. I love playing shows. You know, I love I love being in person. Um, I struggle, I guess, to translate that over into on social media and talking and all that sort of stuff. But say, for example, I'm not very good at reaching out in terms of sending a text or maybe sending a DM to someone, you know? Like, I don't really see that because I don't... I don't scroll on social media, which means I don't see what pops up. I don't know if people are okay or not okay. You know, I don't really see that. But with my friends, for example, they know me very much. So as someone who like, no matter what, I I am there, I'm listening. And I I ask the questions when I know that something's up, you know, and I think I'm I'm a pretty open, non-judgmental person in terms of I'm like, you can tell me anything. I'm not going to be like, Oh, why did you do that? That's bad. You shouldn't. I'm I'm not here to tell you how to live your life and how's good or how's bad. I'm here to listen to you and help you through whatever situation, you know, and my friends definitely um know me for that. And I think it was quite hard when I probably needed help because no one's used to well, it's not that no one's used to asking me those questions. I think I think people ask me, but my answers are always very rational logical like oh yeah it's been you know when i talked about covid oh it's been absolutely fucked it's been so hard and i've been working hard but it's all good i'm working you know like i just i just kind of took that approach which is very like a disconnected kind of approach because you know that that was my coping mechanism and when i finally got to a point where i was like well god i need to i need help i don't know how to ask i don't know what to do and my friends were like we don't know how to help you but we're gonna be here and and that was kind of the most important thing but I think, as you said, like people in this industry sometimes don't have that support network and they find it hard. And one huge thing as as an artist, especially touring and traveling, is like you don't necessarily see the same people every night or every day or you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, go home to your friends and family. You live in another country. You're not surrounded by them. You miss, like when I was younger, when I first started DJing, I missed, you know, birthdays, um, births, weddings, you know, like, parties everything you know I miss I missed so much and it's hard because you obviously you're a bit more estranged it's easier to become estranged from people because no matter how much effort you put in you're not you're not necessarily there so um that's a big thing and I think a lot of artists um don't understand the value in that and as we were talking before about this being long term I think um you know when I look at my approach to things in terms of when I look at my life and the way I kind of do it, you know, a lot of it where, you know, where it's like making sure I have solid, stable relationships with my friends and family and looking after my mental and physical health, all of that stuff is, you know, to make sure that like long-term, like I can do 
this long term. You know, if you don't have those things together, sure, like the first couple of years, it's going to be crazy wild ride and it's going to be awesome. But you get five years down the track and your body won't allow you to play anymore or, you know, you resort to, you know, alcohol, drugs, whatever, or you start, you know, having these relationships with people that are toxic and, and not really, or you have no relationships with people. So when you do get in trouble, there's sort of no support. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's really important to keep those things in check because at the end of the day, when that's all in check, you can then use all your energy to, to kill it when it comes to, to music and that sort of stuff. Absolutely. It's like having, I, I just feel like since we are doing our passion for a living, a lot of people kind of misconstrued themselves like with their career and like with their like professional project. And that's when like the disconnection and disassociation from like their old personal life with their friends from their hometown or their friends from college um, or even their family, like their parents have this disconnect because they have this like new world, but they don't understand that like this new world, like people don't know them personally for who they are, like potentially their friends mm-hmm. at home or, or their family. So having that balance, even though it may mean long-term like saying, Hey, like I can't play the show because I have to be at this wedding or Hey, I got to sacrifice this party. Cause I really got to go play the show. Like the balance has like, it should be there for the long-term like wellness of yourself. And also I'm just a huge advocate for like, not only making sure your mental health is okay, but I feel like I wish more people talked about like physical health and diet within our industry because they just don't, because it's not like uh, a common thing for people to pay really close attention to, but it matters so much. Like the fact that you're not getting, you know, in a regular year, you're not getting the amount of sleep that you need to for your brain to function properly. And, and, you know, you're eating shit food and you're doing X, Y, and Z. And it's like, the time that you have to take care of yourself when it's possible to matters so much more because you're in so many positions sometimes where you have to eat stuff that's not the best for you and you have to do stuff that isn't the best for your body. So when you're home, like you have to be on your A game and taking care of yourself like mentally and physically to be able to perform at like peak measures. Like I feel like I meet people like black tiger sex machines team and like excisions team. And, you know, I understand they're way older and I have no problem with having a few drinks, you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's like, they have done it, you know, like they've done like damn thing. And like you see them and like when they're on tour, like they're working out and they're doing this and they're doing that. And it's like, that's what like I want to do. And I feel like you resonate with that because that's like the way that you kind of protrude things. And I feel like long-term, it's just the way to go for longevity. I feel like you can get lost in the party. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's interesting because like health is definitely something like I'm quite passionate and mm-hmm. I would I would say potentially like I would say more um, educated on because to be honest, like going back, like my career was meant to be in health and in yeah. sports. So that was kind of where I was at originally. And then music, which I'm so happy that it, that it happened that I managed to like get into music. But um you know, that's something that's like a passion of mine. I guess I don't talk about it a lot because I'm not quite sure necessarily how to yet or what the platform is or where I'll get to. And, um, you know, it more comes up when I have conversations like this with people, you know, or people will notice like when I'm out and, and, um, on the road and have a chat with me, you know, they'll notice it or like even sometimes, like I remember it first started coming up from photos that I posted on Instagram, people would be like, 
Um, is anyone going to talk about Sippy's six pack or like giant bicep? You know, like those calves or whatever, you know, like I wouldn't necessarily talk about it, but like, you know, I definitely am a big advocate for looking after my health and people looking after their health. Um, you know, I'm not here to say how, you, uh, and, and none of it has anything to do with how you look. And mm, like, there absolutely. is, there is one part of it for me where, you know, if I see, there is a way that you can look at people and go, Oh, I can see that you're not looking after your body. And I think, you know, on that sense, like I might look at people and be like, I, I want you to look after your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want that for you. But in saying that, like everybody is different. Everything looks different. Things work differently for different bodies as well. You know what I mean? And, and my whole, um, I guess, I guess like, um, focus on health is, is always being from a practical perspective, you know, what, and, and, and it makes you feel better, which means it makes you, I don't know, it, it, it means that you have more energy to, um, put into other things like your career or like your relationships or, you know, like that, that sort of thing. And, um, I think like health wise, like I know a lot of people probably look at me on, well, I mean, I, I guess I kind of talk about like, routines in in terms of looking after yourself but touring is really um tough on your health on your body oh my god yeah and I think like I haven't I really haven't gone into the full-on touring which is just like night after night for months at a time but like Mm -hmm. you know even when I was on tour uh in the states you know I had come off an Australian tour so I pretty much was touring from like October through till March um and I obviously like underestimated it in terms of like, I'm like, I'm young, I'm fit and I'm healthy. Um, but in saying that I've actually still had quite a few health scares and I'm like, fuck, if this is what's happening to someone who is looking after themselves and is not, you know, is, is kind of keeping themselves in check. Like imagine what's happening to the other people. But in saying that, I think I'm also a lot more in tune with my body. I can see when things aren't quite working like well. So I kind of jump onto it quicker than, than usual. But the reason I actually came back to Oz for those two weeks, there was one part that was, um, one part that was for, you know, to see my family because I knew I actually had shows booked until the end of the year. So one part of it was just to kind of be back and reconnect. But the other part was, um, also because I had to go and see a specialist. I was seeing a um, specialist because of some abnormal numbers um, with like pre-screening for cervical cancer. And, you know, I, I sort of like knew about it already. I'd had things that would pop up, something that we have, which is great in Oz, is we have like yearly reminders to have cervical cancer screening. Yep. Men have ones for, or that we have some for bowel cancer once you get to a certain age, all these sorts of things and you go in and you can get it done for free and all that sort of stuff. So people are a lot more up on that that sort of thing to kind of prevent it going further. Um, so I came back and she said it was abnormal and she was like, look, come back in six months and we'll do another test and we'll see what happens. And that was when COVID hit. So when COVID hit, I'm now sleeping eight hours every night I'm, you know, eating regularly. I'm not changing time zones. I'm not in recycled air all the time, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, the biggest thing was I was sleeping, you know, like I would go during a normal touring week, I would sleep nine hours one night, then I'm sleeping three hours, then an hour nap, then four hours, then maybe half an hour nap, you know, like just whatever I could get sort of thing. And I'd have two or maybe three nights a week where I could get between seven and nine. And yeah. then 
the others were just like a shit show. Um, anyway, I came back six months later and she was like, your numbers have completely regr- regressed, you know, like, isn't that crazy? And, and these are doctors that like, especially like my GP, you know, I've known this guy since I was 12. And every time I go in there, he's like, what's going on? And he's like, how's your career? What's going on? Are you sleeping? Are you eating? You know, like he asked me that before he even asked why are you here? You know, yeah. like, and there have been so many things that he's picked up on where I'm like, Oh, like I have this problem. And he's like, huh, tell me what's, you know, and he, he obviously does the checks, but he goes, tell me what's going on. I'm like, Oh, well, COVID happened. I'm not touring anymore. And this happened. And he goes, Oh, did anything happen around this time? I'm like, well, yeah, this happened. He's like, Oh, and you know, suddenly all these things that I think might be, Oh, it's, you know, physically there's something wrong. I've got this thing. He has eventually found out that it, that it stems from say, you know, anxiety or stress from what's been going on. And, and, um, I think like when I look at when I'm touring, you know, like for me, I'm already like, this is super disruptive to health, but like, you know, maybe I'm, I'm sort of more used to looking after myself more, but like, you know, you're not getting the sleep. Um, it's hard to eat and it's hard to eat regularly and it's hard to eat what you would normally eat. God, especially in the States with everything just being so like, I don't like, I, I don't would, know how I, I would, would do like, it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's also really different for me. Like I even walk into like the supermarkets and I'm like, what is that? What does this mean? Why does the carrots, why are the carrots so big? Why are they so orange? Like, why are they not all kind of like funny like natural looking? carrots? <laughs> That's what a normal yeah. carrot looks like, you know, like why are the apples like this big, like they should be this big, you know, like that kind of shit. And then, you know, you, you're touring. I'm like, I don't really know about any of this like a lot of different bits and pieces and then you mix that and then you've also got like the party culture people doing drugs and there's alcohol and there's this and there's that and you know like people are asking me oh like how many what do you call pingers like um what do you guys call pingers oh fuck oh, I can't do, uh, what's like pingers? ecstasy oh ecstasy? Like, like molly like like molly yeah yeah like oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. do you just do molly every night and all this sort of stuff and i'm like God, they think we get so fucked up. They literally think yeah, we well, are like, like rolling well, all night. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's not like I, I definitely see plenty of touring artists who party, and I'm, yeah, I would be lying if I didn't say I don't have drinks. You know, like I definitely have nights where I have drinks. I also have nights where I have two, and I'm like, you yeah. know, like for the most part, I, I don't really go crazy because I'm like, how am I going to get up tomorrow morning and get on another Your flight? Body's I don't always going to pay the whole for it. Flight. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, I guess if I was like 18, I'd be sweet. Or when's drinking age for you guys? 21. 21 See, that's the yeah. thing. I was getting, I was getting hangovers by 21, but I mean, we, we start drinking at 18. So it's yeah. like, we have these golden years where you can just go crazy. And your oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Like, but yeah. So like, you know, you've got all of these factors and it's like, I, I, you know, want to be working out every day. My back was completely ruined from playing shows because if anyone's seen me play, I just go crazy and you go from going crazy to sitting in a chair for, you know, five hours to play in the next place. And I was having sinus problems because I'm changing, I'm not sleeping, I'm changing, um, you know, time zones and climates all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, you're in recycled air and they're in the um, hotels and all this sort of stuff. So, really like in terms of health in that sense, like it is really, it's really tough on your body. And like, if I was, if I make it huge and, you know, can afford to take a team, like if I did it like a tour bus, I would take personal trainer, my trainer and, yeah. and he would train anyone who knows Reese, my trainer, if anyone's seen my stories, he's amazing. But 
I would take him and he would train me and my whole team. Um, we would have like proper um, food that was like well organized in that sense, and like we would have prep, a, a like all the shit yeah, right and and hopefully a psychologist that comes along with us because like there is or at least like at least a morning meditation for everyone, you know, like that is all super important. And I think it just gets people to be able to work at their best and feel their best and, and last longer, you know, like I don't want to lose, you know, 15 years of my life because I'm touring, which, okay, I'm willing to do it because this is what I love. Yeah. But, you know, like you kind of want to minimize that as, as much as possible. And I think like all aspects of your health are super important. You know, I see these DJs who are eating like shit and, they night feel after like night. shit. All they eat is McDonald's. Yeah. They eat like shit. They and they party nonstop and they do drugs all the time and they don't pay attention to their mental health. And you know, each to their own, like do your own thing. But I just worry because I'm like, man, like this is not sustainable and you're gonna crash and burn. And I worry for them because I'm like, I want to look after these people. I, it's a ticking time bomb. It's like yeah. it's like this like timer that's been wound up to as much as it can be, but it's slowly ticking because I don't care who you are. Like you could be the best EDM dubstep producer, DJ, like your body is the same, like your body is a human body. And if you don't take care of it, like, and I've seen it happen to people in like four to six years, two to four years where you see these effects on their mind and the way they perform as well as their physical appearance. And you're just like, you never want to impose on somebody, but you also want to be like, Hey, I fucking care about you. And like, you're not like, you're not taking care of yourself. And like, it's not going to maybe, you know, impede on you now, but like long-term when you're really so close to like accomplishing the biggest goal you wanted to accomplish, like that may not be possible because you may not be able to do it because your body might not let you. Yeah, your body may not let you or you you get to a point where you have complete breakdowns that you can't come back from, you know what I mean? Like you've pushed yourself to a limit where it's like you're out. Like look at the amount of DJs who, especially those ones who announce that they're retiring and then they come back and then they announce they're retiring and they come back because they're in a cycle of I can't sustain this. And like, fuck, it's hard. Like I... I try, you know, I'm very conscientious about that stuff. And even with me, I'm like, this is fucking tough. You know, I have an amazing support network and I, I'm really conscientious with all that stuff. And I'm like, it's still Still hard, fucking hard with all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think, um, I think health is super important, physical and mental. And, and I, you know, I do want it to be talked about more, um, for sure. You know, I want people to take pride in looking after themselves. I've seen some people during COVID who, who have, and I'm like, I love seeing that. So like, there awesome. Is nothing I've more so many people I'm have like, stopped drinking or done whatever. And there's nothing wrong with having a few drinks, but like, I've seen so many people be like, I'm working out, I'm running every day, I'm doing this. And it's yeah. like, just to take that first step, that's all it takes like 21 yeah. days, dude. If you could do yeah. something for 21 days, you can make a yeah. habit and stick to it. It's like, and also getting to a point where it's like, you know, you're not kind of using these things as a crutch. So like, say for example, like, you know, I, I drink like, I don't know. I feel like every Aussie, like you can't find an Aussie that doesn't, which is, I don't know, probably not true, but like, you know, it's, it's more like getting the thing with something like having a drink for me is like, I'm not at like, I will go days without drinking. I will go I will play shows without drinking, you know, all this sort of stuff because it's not like uh, I'm not at a point where I'm like, okay, every time I drink, I have 20 drinks and I can't, you know, like I'm, I'm holding on to this to keep myself up and all this sort of stuff. Or like, 
you know, same with plenty of other drugs or plenty of other like bad habits or like eating junk food and all this sort of stuff, you know? And, and, um, I think like, like seeing people just, you know, like take care of themselves. I'm like, I feel so happy for those people because I'm like, you now have like a new lease on life, you know, you're going to feel so much better. And like, I always see these people who come to me, say, for example, if I have like some, I've mentioned some sort of health issues and like, Oh man, like same, I have that. And we're trying to work out why we have it. And they're like, Oh yeah, well, you know, I have three coffees a day and an energy drink. And I also, um, you know, smoke cigarettes. I smoke a lot of weed. I drink a lot of alcohol all the time. Um, you know, I never meditate. I don't really talk to anyone else. Like I'm on the screen, you know, I'm looking at my phone 12 hours a day, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, okay, like whilst we have the same problem, I feel like we might come, like we might find a different answer. To yeah. both, you know, like I'm, I'm sort of like, you kind of have to help, I don't know, try and I don't know, just look at it in that sense. And I know, say for example, in America, like a big, I'm not going to say it's a cultural thing, but I'm going to say sort of how it's set up is like when it comes to health, a lot of it is, oh, you have this problem, here's the drug to fix it and you need to fix it now. This is how you fix it now. This is how you fix it now. This is how you fix it now. Whereas I guess the culture here in Australia is this is how you prevent it from happening and also this is how you fix it forever. Not, okay, we'll give you this but then 10 years down the track, there's going to be an issue. You know what I mean? Like That's what happens when you have like a country built on capitalism and it all runs yeah. money going around in circles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think like, you know, for, for us, a lot of it is like, how can we prevent? And also, okay, like you're having this problem now and we can give you that drug and technically it'll make it go away. Like if you're like, oh, I have headaches, right? Like, okay, you have headaches, we can give you painkillers. But why are you getting the headaches? You know, like I, I had this thing where I was getting migraines and they were happening really, really frequently. And at first they weren't and then they kept happening more and more frequently. And anyway, I eventually went to a neurologist and she found out why and told me how to. And she's like, lifestyle-wise, or like, you know, this one thing, if you change it, now it'll go away. And sure enough, I haven't had a That's migraine amazing. since. And that was almost two years ago, you know, and no drugs. Like she didn't like prescribe me a drug. You know, she looked at what was going on and and um i think like that sort of approach is is the way to go about it now like we have so much stimulation we have like you know like people are having coffee all the time or energy drinks or weed or alcohol and all this sort of stuff and the thing is you you do become dependent on things and you eat them and then you crave them because you've been having them the whole time and all this sort of stuff and so your energy reshifts to that it's like okay well i can't get out of bed without a coffee okay, but what if you don't have coffee for two months? I'm pretty sure you will still get out of bed. Yeah. You know, what's the difference? And and I notice like with these people who are like, oh, I'm never going to be able to give that up because I need it to stay awake and all that sort of stuff. And you notice after a while, your body is an incredible machine. Like your body knows how to regulate itself, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, just like how, you know, when, I mean, I know a lot of people in music will disagree with me, but like when the sun goes down, you want to go to sleep and you get tired. And when the sun's up, you feel like you should be awake. You know, there's a reason your body does that for a reason. So I think, um, you know, like when you 
bring it, like tear everything back, your body is actually good at going, oh, okay, hang on, i got to regulate myself. And repairing and itself it. and adjusting and like the things mm-hmm. that you can put your body through that like, like I look at these, these people who really, they, you know, whether they're touring full-time or not, who just eat shit and they do this and they drugs and alcohol. And again, you know, to each their own, there's no, no problem with it. Like, but it's like their body endures all of it and they're still able to function, which is incredible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. they're still able to function. The thing that happens with those people is it as soon as they stop is when it becomes an issue, you know, yeah. if you keep going. Same as when I was touring. I well, I was touring, sometimes I felt like shit, but, but for the most part I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Your and then adrenaline. as soon as I stopped, my body was like, Fuck you, like mm-hmm. stop. And then the other <laughs> yeah. big one that I think is is a huge one is is screen time and and social media and I'm saying this now while this is ironically being streamed and people obviously online to see it but I think like so I have social media limits on my phone I think a lot of people will know that I have um news feed eradicators on my laptop so like if I'm on say Facebook it will there's no news feed it's just pretty much to like post or to um DM people um social media limits. I'm literally going to DM you about that because I need to do that. Yeah. Cause it's so bad. It's like the desktop, the laptop, the phone, it's all right here. And you're just like, I want to shut it off. But then it's like for your job, you just feel like you can't. And it's, and it's, and just like now how I was telling you, like I'm doing this from my home studio, but like, I don't have Wi-Fi. Like I don't have Wi-Fi at my, Mm -hmm. at my music studio because which helps obviously a lot, you know, but, um, I think it's a big, like phones and, and the connectivity and things is, I think is so, um, I don't know. I really think it's a, it's so negative for mental health. I don't think that social media really provides anything positive for mental health. It does for information and, table. and that, yeah. but mental health, I think it is the most toxic thing um, towards mental health. And, and, you know, a lot of, I know that there are a lot of problems that come up from, from that, you know, when people are like, oh, I can't get to sleep, but you've been on your phone all night, you know, like that, that can mess you up. But also just like, I notice how much of a change I have in myself when I'm on it all the time. It makes me, it just like, I'm so much more anxious, so much more stress. I, and, and there's so many different elements, you know, there's one part of, of anxiety and doom scrolling and seeing all this stuff. There's the other side, which is comparing yourself to other people, which so Lots of people do that and it is really toxic, you know, seeing all these influencers who have this, that and the other and they think that that's real life and they think that, you know, you have no idea what's really going on for that person's world. Like a perfect example is when you see people who post nonstop about their relationship and how perfect it is and how great it is and then suddenly two months later they've broken up and you've heard about how abusive it was and how horrible it was, you know, like that is just the perfect example of, you know, them selling you something, but you're not really seeing the real you know, truth, how it really is. And that, and that's something that social media can do. And I know quite early on when I got into, into music, um, one of the things I did was, you know, there is something where like, if I find, if I'm looking at something and finding myself comparing, that's when I start to go, okay, just mute that. Don't look at that because that's not going to help you progress. You don't progress by comparing yourself to others. You progress by comparing yourself to who you were yesterday, you know, and, and bettering that every day because you're not the same as this person. And if anything, it might not allow you to grow properly because you're only ever going to be below where that person is, you know? And I think it's, it's mentally quite detrimental to be comparing yourself to other people. Um, but then like having the social media limits is amazing because 
I go on, my sole purpose is to post and interact with my fan base. You know, it yeah. is work. Like I don't, I don't go on social media for fun really, you know, like, um, so I go on there, I DM, I post, I, you know, interact in that sense. And sure, you know, like say there might be a few things that are at the top and I'll have a quick look and then get off. But I know I've got one hour a day to do any tweeting, any Instagram, any, um, Facebook DMs, um, you know, like all of that stuff is under TikTok, like everything. So when you limit it to that, it means you get off it a lot more and you can be so much more productive and just mentally, like, I feel like I'm in such a better place. Um, I'll have to try that. I've been trying to try that. I'll have to try that. Yeah. It is really, once you have the limits, it's amazing because it's kind of hard at the start. And then once you get in that habit, it means that when you know you've got limited time, the way you use social media is completely different. You know, you're not there scrolling. You don't get into the, you know, vortexes of, oh, I'm now 18 comments down in this thread on some random shit that I'm like, I don't even... what This doesn't even mean anything to me. Like, yeah. This is not adding anything to my life, really. Like, you know, when I think about life, I'm like, you only have... There's only so many hours in a day. And it's like, how are you choosing to use that time? And how is that going to span across your whole life? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I realized that if I've now gained, you know, three hours a day back from my phone, I can, you know, when people say I don't have time to meditate, I'm like, you don't have 10 minutes a day to meditate. I'm like, you do have 10 minutes a day. It's just that you're choosing to use it in other areas, which is fine. You might not want to meditate, but like mm-hmm. when people say I don't have time, it's just, well, what have you prioritized? You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, you can always take 10 minutes off your social media time and meditate yes. or, you know, say for example, if my, I used to be on my phone four hours a day and now it's only one hour a day. Well, now I have three hours that I have regained for my day. Like three hours is a long time. I'm like, okay, I can go for a bike ride. That's 30 minutes. I can meditate for 30 minutes, you know, like I can make breakfast. I can do grocery shopping. I can, work on writing a new song, you know, like just regaining that, that time in your life is, is super important. I think people will be a lot more um, productive and I think their mental health will definitely benefit. Skyrocket. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank so, I'm so glad I like I talk I try and like talk about this with people sometimes, whether it's on the podcast or not. And you're the first person that like I feel like I'm like listening to me speak in some like way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's so hard because it's like our industry really is so much on their phones. Like I get it. I totally yeah. get it. Like so much of it is operating off of emails and social media, and it's like, you know, all of like the fan base wants so much content now that has nothing to do with Mm. music. And it's like our music takes forever to make. And like, like that is our content, but now we're like expected to match with like the TikTok videos and the reels and all this other shit. And you just find yourself engulfed with all of it. And then in like the engulfcation, like, you're looking at people's comments. You're comparing yourself to others. You're like, why are they there? And I'm not here. And all of that yeah, other stuff. And 100%. it's like, it's all a mindset, you know? And it's and it's all like yeah. what you said. It's just practicing and putting the things in place to where you're prioritizing your time. And it's like, I'm a big advocator of like agendas and schedules and like making sure you're getting the most that you can out of your time, but also taking time to make sure like you yourself are okay and taking that alone time. And it's like, I got a puppy that's like sleeping next to me. And she was like my saving grace, like during this time. Yeah. Literally look how fucking cute she is. Wait, she's literally, she's 
Yeah. Oh my god, is she a bagel? What is so she? So oh. she is. Oh. She is. She's literally. She's sleeping. She is a uh, mini husky shepherd mix. So. Oh my god. I'll literally send you so pictures. Cute. I post pictures of her all the time, but she's the cutest oh. thing ever. And it's like That's for my so mental cute. health, for like walks and getting out of the house and like all yeah. that stuff. It's been so so good just to like not feel alone. Like there's another energy. Yeah, hundred like percent. And it also like it t- it takes you away. And again, like. I feel like that is like a grounding thing that gives you perspective because it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, no matter what's going on here with my career or this or online, blah, blah, like this is still here. This is still real life. You so know, I, mean? oh, I shouldn't say real life, but like, you know, that is more about being present and, and shows present. like, you know, the important things, I guess, um, and kind of put everything into perspective. The other thing I'll just like add with like how you were just talking then about the expectation um, from artists nowadays, like this is a big one that I feel like during COVID I've, I've really seen like the nasty side of things because I think always like I, because I do have this kind of work ethic and, and I'm kind of on top of my schedule. I definitely like feel like I'm managed to, to pump a lot of things out and, and get a lot of work done. But, um, the expectation is I, I have an incredible fan base. Like I am so, I love them so much and, they're all so great and so kind to each other. And I know that's kind of like who I am, but I'm just really glad that they're the sort of people that, that kind of resonate. Um, because I, I want to know that my fan base are being like that out in the world and, and to each other. And, you know, I, I really love that they are like that, but, um, you know, I think something I've really struggled with, especially, you know, say looking on Twitter and all that sort of stuff is the expectation of artists, you know, and when it comes to, I guess like being perfect and talking about certain issues and, and being advocates and all that sort of stuff. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I know that like, I am like a mentor to some people. I, I do a lot of teaching and things like that. And I definitely advocate for certain things, but like at the end of the day, like I'm here because I'm a music producer. I'm not a social justice extraordinaire. I know nothing about social justice issues. I really don't. I know how I, live my life and how I interact with people and, and, you know, how I do that day to day. But like, I don't know how to advocate. I don't know how to push for certain things. Like, uh, and the thing that I really like, don't, I I hate the pressure from, you know, I'm not even going to say, well, maybe fans, industry, whatever. I hate the pressure that is put on artists to advocate for things because at the end of the day, if an artist doesn't know about a certain issue, why should they have a pressure to advocate for that? Because what's going to happen is they're going to advocate and they're going to be misinformed and they're not going to know about it. And it's just going to make the whole thing even worse. Even you know, worse. I, I think, I think it's, um, and it's, it's not good for the community. It's not good for the artists themselves. Like, I think it's, I don't know. And if anything, it's, it's disres- well, no, I, I don't know if disrespectful is the right word, but it's, it's sort of like, why are you asking someone who's not a specialist to be the loudest voice? And I know it's like, okay, well, they have a platform to reach people. And I understand that, but it's like, I, I don't know, like just because they have the platform to reach, like it doesn't mean that they need to use that for everything that pops up and for all of these issues. Like, you know, like I've had, moments that have come up where you know like things have come up that I'm like wow I didn't know that that was an issue like you know people will DM me being like oh like you you can't say this sort of thing because that's not very appropriate or it's not whatever it is and I'm like oh okay sorry I'll fix that and 
oh, this you shouldn't talk like this because this word is offensive in this setting and blah, blah. And, you know, I feel like I'm constantly like, okay, yep, no worries. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I have no problem if people have problems and, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm always here to learn and I'm, I'm yeah. definitely here to be educated. But I also don't feel like it, it's really fair to put pressure on artists to, um, you know, advocate for things that, or even just to advocate. The reason they're there is because they're good at writing music, you know, yeah. not they're good at advocating, you know, like they don't necessarily know about these certain things, you know, and like on the one hand, yes, like I think people should talk up about things that they're passionate about or make a comment about things that they're passionate about, but I don't think they should be condemned for not talking about certain things. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's and happened like, over this time. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't speak out on it, then you're against it. Exactly. Which is not true at all. So, and this is what I'm, I'm saying about some things with me. Like, if you sit down and talk to me about issues, like I, I guess my communication style is better at, at talking and in person. Mm-hmm. When it comes to social media, I'm so far removed from that stuff that I struggle to stay on top of that. Like, I don't know that today is National Cookie Day, you know? Like, I didn't know that I had to make a comment about how good cookies are and the workers in the cookie industry, you know? Like, I I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what's going on all the time, you know? And and. Half the time I'm in a dark room by myself, not talking to anyone, writing music, you know? And I think um, if someone's not posting about it, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't believe they don't in care. it. You know, there are, don't, yeah. Yeah. And there, there are sometimes times where the person who's being the biggest advocate might not actually handle the same situation as well as the person who hasn't made a comment on it in real life, you know? Like I've been to shows and I'm like, I'll have an interaction with someone and they'll be like, oh my God, thank you for being so this, that and the other in this situation. And I'm kind of like, I don't really know what you're talking about because this is just how I am normally. And they're yeah. like, then they'll explain the whole backstory and this and culturally or, or, you know, like whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, but even though I am that way in day-to-day life, it doesn't mean that like I post about that all the time on social media because, you know, that's just not really what I know about that's not really what I necessarily it's not that I don't advocate for it as in I do probably in my day-to-day life but just not on social media you know what I mean so I think the pressure on artists to be perfect and not make a wrong step and and when I say that it's like well you know like we're all human and we all like we're here for because well, supposedly we're here because we're good at our, our art. And I think, you know, as an artist, you do need to be open-minded and, and open to be educated and and grow and all that sort of stuff. There is more pressure on you um, when you have a big platform for that. And and yeah. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be there. That That is a byproduct. But I think the pressure on artists to to advocate for things is tough because they don't necessarily know enough. And to be honest, like I don't really want to take bandwidth from people who do know who you know, do know like, about it thank you <laughs> you know yeah. like with, with the black lives movement like i in my day-to-day life like so much of it shocks me you know about the way about so many things that happen and so many injustices and you know obviously like i did talk about it i did post about it but i also was like i don't want to be the one um taking airtime from that the real advocates who can tell us who can tell us like i'm like i need also you to educate me more like you can never know enough about every issue so i'm like i i don't actually yes i you know i'm i'm with you and i'm here to be educated and i'm here to 
you know, learn and um, hand on that information, but also like, I'm not the one that, that is in front of this because you guys are way more well-versed in this. You guys are experiencing it or you guys are, you know, like that sort of thing. And so I think like in that moment, it's like, I'm all for, and, and I know a lot of people will see me like, reshare or retweet or um you know post things up that other people have posted because i'm like i'm not the one who knows this information this person does let's Correct. let's get there and let's let's um you know they're well researched in that you know what i mean so um yeah i think i, I it's i don't think it's very good for artists mental health either you know having that added extra pressure to be you know, perfect and advocating for certain things that they don't necessarily know enough about. And, I, and I've seen it happen where they're trying to advocate for it and then they get in this whole Twitter blow up, even though it's like, man, I'm they just dig trying like to do the right so thing. They dig like a hole so deep you know? and it's like, like yeah, yeah. Oh, and, it's, and it's hard. They're not specialists. They're not social media specialists. They don't have PR helping them respond. And, to and like most of the time they mean well, you know, like they mean well and it's like they just... 100%. They... they either say it in a way that people don't like. And it's like nowadays, like you just can't rationalize with people. Like if you do have something to say, you just need to say it and get off. And like whatever yeah. said is said back because like you trying to rationalize with someone or start like a, like a neutral kind of um, not necessarily like argument, but you know, seeing both sides um, yeah. or debate, like it's just not, it just doesn't end well right now. And, yeah. and hopefully we will get back to the point where it does. But Right now, like, I totally agree with you. And it's just like, of course, like, we support all of these movements and all of X, Y, and Z. But I'd rather have somebody who, like, has their PhD and is, like, doing this, like, in real life, in real time. Because that's not my job. Like, that's not my career. Yeah. Like, I'm an artist. Like, yeah. like, when it comes to the Save Our Stages Act or advocating for musicians or advocating for X, Y, and Z, I will stand up all day and talk. But, but when it mm. comes to these other things going on, it's like, hey, like, this isn't my alley, but I support you. And like, sometimes yeah. that's not enough for people. And then you're just like, Hey, like, wouldn't you just want it from somebody who knows what they're doing and the truth mm -hmm. instead of me just like talking out of my ass. So you don't get mad at me, you know? Yeah. So, but, exactly. but I want to like, thank you so much for coming on. I think this is really <laughs> like my longest podcast. Thank you for talking and just like downloading it. Like Sorry if it was too stuff. long. Yeah. I definitely, Whoa, no, I, I, absolutely I can definitely get it. carried away. Sometimes I have to like, kind of, pull stuff out of people and like I'm so glad you were able to just come on and talk I feel like you just like spread so much truth on so many different like areas of you know personal life as well as being an artist and I cannot wait to hopefully be on the same lineup as you hopefully before like 20 I know hopefully we'll be so much fun yeah hopefully we'll actually be able to meet each other in real life and I haven't even like met you before I've never spoken to you so now I know this is like the first time I DM you now with everything I know I know I was about to say now you've opened up the gate for me to DM you so hopefully you don't regret that because that'll definitely be something that I that I take you 100% no but I greatly appreciate you coming on I'm super stoked for your VIP to drop Friday I will definitely yeah. be reposting that. I'll drop the link in the description. And I know you have so much music on the way. So, you know, fingers crossed, yeah. everything keeps going. And hopefully by like fall time, we will see you in the States. You know? Yeah, I keep hearing, I keep hearing new like um, times when the team are like, okay, you might be out by this time. And you might be out by this time. And they it keep keeps moving it up. Jumping it around. Keeps, yeah. Yeah, it keeps jumping around, but I'm like, you know, like whenever it happens, it happens. So obviously I'll be over there as soon as, as soon as feasible and like 
as soon as it's safe, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. And yeah. thank you so much for having me. It was No, awesome. I greatly appreciate it. Um everyone, if you do not know her, you better fucking know her now. Um please check out her stuff and thank you so much, Sippy, for coming on. I hope you have a great studio session, okay? Thank you so much. <laughs>